Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. She was hailed the next Celine Dion and threw it all away, but not for nothing. She put her dreams of Hollywood and fame aside, temporarily, for something much greater. Years after making such a life-changing decision, Naomi Streamer is making music and is at the top of her game. This time, it's not for her. It is for God. Naomi is a Canadian singer. Her 2006 album Images became the most downloaded album of the year in Canada. She's worked with everyone from Carlos Santana, Stephen Tyler, to the Backstreet Boys, even Britney Spears. Naomi is in Australia to both perform and speak about quite a story. It's an inspiring story of selflessness, service and the sometimes surprising guidance of God. Naomi Streamer, welcome to Open House. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. It's great to meet you. Can I start this way? What have you learnt through your story about the way God operates? Oh, absolutely. It. I think that it's so phenomenal when you look back because when you're in the moment, it just seems you have no answers. You're questioning. You're saying, what is this? Where am I going? But when you look back, it's so clear that God had this plan from the very beginning. And he was moving and molding and and just saying, you know, if you just follow and follow. And he never left the entire time, no matter what I was doing. And so for me, I, I think of one particular story for anyone who is perhaps in that same moment going, where's God in this moment? What's happening? And... It was me at 16 years old at backstage at a Backstreet Boys concert, and I met a songwriter who had written one of their big hits. His name was Andrew Fromm. I didn't think anything of it. We spoke on the phone once or twice. He gave me some tips. I went off and signed this record deal. But here we are, fast forward to my life changing to pursue Christian music. He comes back in out of nowhere. I have not spoken to him in 10 years to say, I'm in Christian music now, and he ended up being the person who I wrote my latest single with. <laughs> God knows every moment. Yeah. Every moment. But also through the setbacks. Yes. So it's not just a story, oh, everything's turned out wonderfully. Mm. There have been great setbacks and great oh, periods yeah. of yeah. what is God doing here? You look at the biography and you go, these are all the highlights. These are mm. all the good moments. Yes. Never in a biography do you have these. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> these are the horrible moments. These are the moments where it was crying all night. These are the moments where you were begging God for a sign, begging him to show his face because you felt so deserted. And there were there were three distinct times in my life that that happened. And I think my entire career was always peaks and valleys. It was either the absolute top highest best thing that could possibly happen or it was just the the rug pulled everything gone and that was what i was going through it seemed continuously how old were you when you started to hit the fast track 18 yeah well up to that point i mean it's quite odd because i i grew up on a farm i grew up very wholesome very secluded and started pursuing this dream i had had very young and you know, through my teenage years, I was working with the same company as Backstreet and, and Britney Spears and all of that. Turned away from that because I said, I want to be my own artist. So when I was 18, I was sitting in the boardroom of, of the the president of Sony Records and she was asking me to sign. That was the day my whole life changed. Everything changed then. 
and it was flying around the world. It was, you know, we were spending a million dollars to make this debut record. <laughs> At 18. <laughs> At 18. At 18. And we were traveling, you know, it was let's spend six weeks in London to write with the top people and and let's go to Sweden for six weeks and let's go to Spain and let's go. And, you know, it was just so decadent. And and while luckily my mom was with me the whole time, I, I don't know what <laughs> I, would have happened. I bet that's lucky. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so you know that was she was my little angel on my side, and and it was one of these experiences where they were building it up and building it up to the extreme point that when we were two months away from this release of this record, it was poised to be one of their their big biggest records from the testing that they had done and they were coming back saying this is going to guarantee a top 10 hit in top 40 radio and and this is this is really going to be our big record of the year the whole company was putting their weight behind it you know my mom asked me this question she literally said something that changed my mind and she said what's more important to you the release of your record or the coming of jesus again and from that point on it seemed as though my faith was tested and everything fell apart. What made her ask that question? She said she felt as a mom it was really overwhelming. Yeah. And she said, I don't... She said for her, she was starting to lie awake at night thinking of how huge this was. And she said, if I'm feeling this way, how, what? where is she at? Yeah. And is she still grounded? Is she still the girl that we raised? Were you enjoying it all? Uh, I was really... <laughs> if, you know, if my mom was sitting here today, she would say that I was not enjoying the moments. I was so focused and so determined that there was one experience when we were in Ibiza, Spain, or Ibiza, Spain, to work with this huge producer, and we had a day off. And my mom said, let's go to the Mediterranean Sea. Let's have a fun time. And I was so dogmatic that I was there to work. I remember, you know, looking at her and saying, why would we go to the beach? I'm here to work. You know. And so, Get a lot. <laughs> she, she would say it, it probably, you know, I was not, it wasn't bringing out the best in me, I don't think. No. So what was your response to her question? Well, I knew what the right response was. You knew what the right response was. Yes. Yeah. And and her question was, you know, if if you had to choose between one happening first, and I knew, you know, such a foolish thing because we don't know, it, you know, the second coming could be at any moment. But in my mind, I thought, let's think logically, so I can say that I, the second coming is most important because I'm almost certain that my record will come out first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised lightning didn't come down and (laughs) devour me in that moment. But in another way, it kind of did because to me, that was where this great controversy started in my life. So where did that lead then? Well, in two months after that, instead of this huge record release, my entire team, we're talking 15 people, were were fired. All of them in one, one swoop, fired, gone, including the president who signed me to that that deal. Yeah. So instead of having this record that was supposed to be the next big thing, I was packing up and moving back to Canada with nothing. And so I was 20 years old. That was where I faced my first very serious depression because I thought my life was over. It was done. I was gone. Because you'd invested everything in it. Everything. Yeah. And it had promised everything. That was it. The world had come up and said, this is what we're going to give you. This is what we're going to make you. And and for me it was, because I had seen all of the artists that I was coming up with, 
And I was supposed to be, you know, the big one out of the group. Next Celine Dion. <laughs> I mean, we you were really spoken of as like that. Yes, yes. And instead, I was sitting crying myself to sleep on a farm in Canada, and they were having their records released and finding this success and, and, and being on all of these big shows. And that was when I started to, to really have a struggle with God and say, you know, I believe in you. I'm a good Christian. How come you, you know, you're the miracle worker. Why didn't this happen? You could have made this happen. Why didn't you? I wonder whether, I would never <laughs> talk on behalf of God, but I wonder whether he would say about belief, mm. were you believing in me first and foremost? Birth, yeah. Where where was your true loyalty? Yeah. And what was your answer to that? Well, at that time, Honestly, I, I had, it had not ever been presented to me that I had a private Christianity. It was something that I did in my private life. But I had made choices for me in my public life. My career was my career. And what I'd really done is I'd taken God by the hand and I'd said, I, I have this great plan for my life, so come on, let's go. <laughs> and you're going to bless me in all of these things that I'm telling you that I need. Yeah. And I think, I think it was his way of saying this isn't, it's not yet not not how I want it. So how did you work through that time at now the ripe old age of 20? <laughs> because there's such big questions and issues in life. Yeah. Very early for such an upheaval to happen. Yes. Well, for me, I really started to, because I think at moments like this, you're either going to walk away from your belief in God or you're going to just plead with him and dig deeper until you get something. So I was, I, I went into that. And I literally started to understand that there was a, <laughs> a lot more going on than just me and <laughs> my life. And I thought, let's put the other element into the equation here that it's not just God. There's also the devil and, and there's these two forces. And so I literally, I started writing an album in the middle of the night. You know, my parents would go to sleep and I didn't want anyone knowing. And it was it was all of these questions and this newfound understanding that I was facing of saying, you know, we're fighting against much more. There's the principalities, there's the powers and all of this stuff. And so from that, I ended up playing in, in what would be my humility finding experience in bookstores. Yes. Because you know what? The truth of it is I needed to make a car payment. <laughs> I, when I, I was at the top of the mountain, you know, the million dollar deal to the, the can I make a car payment? It's like that for all of us. That's yes. what happens. Yeah. And so there I was, you know, the phone had stopped ringing and that was very hard. And so when I walked into this, these bookstores where people couldn't care less who I was, I was some strange girl sitting up in, in aisle seven, you know, next to the cookbooks. Why is she singing <laughs> in the store? It actually gave me the founding again of why I love music and that was people would come out of the halls and they'd hear me singing the only songs I had now which were these songs I wrote in the middle of the night and they would be crying and they would say there's just something that that she's saying that I can understand I can feel what she's feeling and I realized in that moment it doesn't matter about all of this other stuff that's what music is it's to touch but I hadn't quite quite put all the pieces together uh, and from from these bookstores, I ended up signing a second record deal and moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> it's an amazing story, your life and how it unfolded. I, I look back now, and I think it would all be in vain if it if it would not be for the ending of the story. Yeah, yeah. So how's it ended so far? Yes. Because how old are you now? 
Oh well, I'm an old I'm an old lady now. Excuse me for asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 30. Yeah. And and if I was still in mainstream music, I'd be absolutely depressed, and you know my life would be over. But now I'm in ministry, and now the focus is entirely different. And so now my life is just beginning because it doesn't. You know, ministry does not define age. It doesn't define anything like that. So it's just it's wonderful and it's it's inspiring. And God just held on for such a long time with me through the next set of highs, which were the Carlos Santana era, which came after the bookstores. I'm in awe. <laughs> I must say, I confess, I'm in awe. That is amazing. It, it, it really, again, though, it was one of those moments that was happening and I didn't quite believe it, which was my entire mainstream music career. When, when the, oh, she's the next Celine Dion quotes, or I'm, I'm in the studio with Santana, I never believed it to be true to be happening. And I was always there saying, the, the, it's something's going to drop out here. And, and it did. Every time it dropped out. And it didn't matter how big it was going to be, it always dropped out. Until I was in a studio in New York City where I was just desperate for the next opportunity. And a hip-hop uh, studio that Sean Puff Daddy Combs owned. And, and he... His team had brought me in because, you know, I, I resemble a perfect hip-hop artist. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed not. <laughs> and, you know, I was there and I was wondering, why am I here? What am I doing here? And this chauffeur of all people came up to me as I was pacing this hallway, wondering what I was doing, again, with these questions to God in that time again. And he literally came up to me and said, I had a dream about you last night. Now, the initial thought is, this is not going to go well. You know? Yeah, my red flags are <laughs> yes, up. Yes, yes. Where is everybody? Yes. Why is no one else in this hall? And I knew to be polite. I'm a good Canadian girl, so I, I was going to be polite. And when he said the next words, he said, an angel came to me in the night, gave me a message that I'm supposed to tell you. You know, the only thing I can liken it to was I was, I felt as though I was, just approached with the burning bush and I knew I wasn't moving and there was just this shaking down my back and I was just frozen and he proceeded to tell me my entire life and my doubting heart at first I, you know I was sitting there going how does he know this who has told hold him this who has he contacted and then he moved past that and started to tell me of my exact prayers to God the prayer that I'd been having years after year every time that the, the everything would fall out. I would have the same prayers to God. And he literally said the prayer to me. And I, I knew at that moment that something very surreal was happening. And he said, he gave me the answer that I've been praying for all those years that was, is this going to happen again? Yes, it is going to happen again. And you're at a crossroads right now. You can either choose to continue going down the path that you have been, which is chasing your dreams, pursuing what you want over and over again. You're going to get to the top of the mountain. It's going to crumble into dust at your feet. Or you can walk away and choose today to give it all up for Jesus. And if you choose that, only then will it stop from happening again. That was it. And your response? I ran out of the studio. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, because I, I was so shaken up 
um, I remember I didn't speak a word the entire time he was telling me this. And when he was finished, I felt like I was going to be sick. It was just overwhelming. Yes. And I ran out and I, my first thought was, I can't tell anyone this has happened because no one's going to believe me. They're all going to think that I'm, I'm overreacting yes. or, We've or lost I, her. yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's gone to another realm. Yeah. <laughs> so I held it very private and very personal and I, it wasn't like I ran out of the studio and, and there was a big light that shone above me that said, music ministry, you have to use your talents for God. I just thought, what can I change? What's going to happen? It wasn't until six months later that I, you know, had the big light happen um, with another project again. But it was something you couldn't walk away from. No. No. No, because, you know, the temptation was there because I ended up working with a huge name, Randy Jackson ended up coming into my life with the words of, I've wanted to work on a project with you f- forever. I mean, come on. You you know, you don't just walk away going, oh, that's nice, Randy, thanks. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited because Randy's a great guy. And I thought, well, this could, this could be really fantastic. And as we were going through this process, all I had in the back of my mind was that conversation. And all I could think about was, have I changed a single thing? I'm doing exactly what I've always done. Here's my dream. Here's a great opportunity. And I'm pursuing it. And it was then, and I think God wanted it this way, where instead of something failing, I walked in and I said, I can't do this because God gave me a message. I have to pursue it. So I'm walking away. I had to make the choice. And now you're in ministry. Yes. How do you define ministry? You know, I think ministry is the moment you open your eyes in the morning. I think that's when it begins because every breath that we're taking is a gift. It's, it's not to be taken granted. No one should have to hear that you're a Christian or that you believe in Jesus. It should literally just be by your personality, by your demeanor, by your actions. So ministry should never stop and it should literally be, there should never be a separation of Okay, and this is the part of my life that is for God. And, you know, maybe I have morning devotions. And then I go to work and I'm an accountant or I'm a, whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank. And that part of me is, you know, I can't possibly, it shouldn't have any separation like that. So for me, it is living everything that we do, even if it's ordering lunch, living it so that you are representing the one who died for you. How are you going to represent that? So that, that's ministry. And you're here in Australia with this wonderful debut Australian single. Tell us about that, because I want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) It is a song called Earth and Sky, and it really is a song of hope, of saying when you are in these moments, because, man, this world can get you down. And I think it, it just really is hard sometimes to see the light. And when we have the verse like one of my favorite verses in Romans 8.38, and it talks about how, you know, nothing can separate us from God. That's what this song is about. When we feel that God is so far away, He isn't. He is right here, and nothing between earth and sky is going to separate you from Him. He's right here. Well, let's have a listen. It's been an amazing experience meeting you and hearing your story. I'm so grateful for you coming in. Thank you so much. It's great to meet you. And this is Naomi Streamer and Earth and Sky.
Hope you enjoyed this open house podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.